Hey, it's Charlie here. Welcome to episode 80 of the Your Time to Grow podcast. If you don't know me, I'm a certified personal and career coach who helps you minimise your doubts and maximise your potential. Now I'm in the first week after the summer holidays and finally I've been able to have an uninterrupted adult conversation. My friend and I went out for coffee and during the conversation she said to me, how do you alleviate the guilt of being grateful for what you have but also wanting more. I really felt that sentiment. We all have moments where we feel ungrateful for what we have, even when we're happy with what we have. It's a really common thing to feel. In fact, here's a scenario that might sound familiar. You're feeling unfulfilled in your career. Maybe you want more responsibility, more respect, more pay. Or maybe you want a different job altogether. But you walk out the door and you see a homeless person on the street begging for food or you talk to your unemployed friend on the phone and you think to yourself, well, at least I have a job. I don't have a right to complain. And so you do nothing. And I can't tell you the number of clients who've told me I feel bad for not loving my job. There are lots of great parts about it and I know someone would you know, love this job, but it isn't for me. And I feel guilty for wanting more than this. And the guilt over wanting more than you have and trying to shame yourself into feeling grateful for things that don't light you up. And so you settle. When was the last time you had the thought, I know I should be grateful for everything I have, so why do I still feel so unsatisfied? Or maybe you've uttered the phrase, hashtag first world problems. I know I have. But should is a loaded word. It's a command to do something or to stop doing something. I'm telling myself to be grateful, but I'm also telling myself to stop having other feelings. And despite yours and my efforts, suppressing negative feelings doesn't make anybody more positive. Lots of well-meaning people who strive to be grateful have very negative self-talk. You're lucky. Stop whining. You should be grateful. First world problems. But the phrase first world problem is a shaming device. So, in fact, is the word should. We judge ourselves more harshly than others perhaps would judge us in my opinion. And we might tell ourselves we are being greedy or silly or that what we have is enough. We tell ourselves we shouldn't be complaining. There's that word should again. And then we're feeling guilty. And it might be enough. We might have enough. But there's nothing wrong with wanting more. We can't grow if we aren't called to do something bigger. It's okay to be grateful and grumpy, to be thankful and frustrated. And when you're aware of how much you have going for you, your health, great friends, supportive family, decent job, a roof over your head, the kids you've always wanted, wanting something more or better can make you feel selfish and greedy and therefore have no right to complain. And gratitude and feeling like you have no voice to concern how you're really feeling they're coupled together. Likely comes from childhood where we're told, you need to count your blessings, young lady, you have no right to complain. But are they really coupled together? Having gratitude and a sense of appreciation for our life or our career doesn't mean that you can't question certain aspects of your life or your career to see if improvements or changes are needed. People might feel this way because of the perception that the job market has high rates of unemployment and seeing friends and family struggle 
it naturally brings up feelings of guilt and obligation. But there are benefits to gratitude. I'm a big fan of gratitude. I can see how it transforms your mindset. In fact, I've experienced that myself. And it's backed up by research too. Gratitude has been shown to increase your happiness and improve your mood. And I encourage people to practice gratitude. But I also acknowledge that this brings its own challenges. Not unlike thinking positively, it can actually be a toxic process. There's a shadow side of gratitude. Because what about when things aren't going well? What do you do with those less positive feelings? As I've already said, most of us feel guilty for having them. We tell ourselves to remember the amazing things in our life, to stop complaining. Feeling like we should be grateful for everything in our life, especially when you consider how many people in the world have far less than you do, can cause you to neglect and feel guilty for your desires. And the reason that this is toxic is because in our minds, being grateful is intertwined with not having other, less desirable emotions. Genuine gratitude is one of the most powerful forces out there, but it was never intended to shame you into settling for a career or a life that's good enough. There's not a pool of all the available happiness or health in the world that we have to share. You can't take more than your fair share because there's an infinite amount that will never run out. And you being unhappy doesn't help anyone else get happy. You pursuing your dream job doesn't help anyone else find career satisfaction. Feeling grateful and having desires are not opposites. You can be grateful for what you have and want more. And in fact, one might say that one without the other is unhelpful. Gratitude without desire can lead to guilt and stagnation. And desire without gratitude can lead to chronic unhappiness. You need both. So how do you find balance? Well... Feeling gratitude for as much as you can be genuinely, truly happy for or thankful for is a start. But if you find yourself forcing gratitude about something that you don't really feel, then that's okay. It just means that there's a desire hidden under there that deserves your attention. So respect and allow yourself to fully feel that desire so that you can act on it. And I think it's worth remembering that gratitude can be harmful if you use it to suppress uncomfortable or painful feelings you can use or if you're using it to distract it from problems that you need to address because that keeps you stuck or if as I've already said it comes with a side of guilt or a heaping of should shaming yourself accomplishes nothing except to lower your self-esteem however gratitude is constructive when you use it to focus your attention on things you appreciate and research shows that writing down what you're grateful for can increase happiness. You can use it to shift from um, a bad mood into a better one. So, for example, when you're stuck in traffic, rather than fuming, turning off the radio and noting five things that you're grateful for. You can also um, follow it, whatever you're grateful for, with an and. So, for example, I have a lot to be grateful for and the holidays are stressing me out. I'm happy to have a job and I'm bored and dissatisfied at work. Because remember, trying not to feel something rarely works. It usually makes it feel worse. You only have to think about, you know, when you're on a diet and you're thinking, right, I'm never eating chocolate again. And literally chocolate is all you can think about. And I just want to take you back to the analogy about 
you know, coming out of your office and seeing somebody homeless or maybe walking down the street and seeing somebody homeless and and feeling to yourself, yeah, but what about them? What about, you know, I should be grateful for those those things. But the reality is, and this is going to sound harsh to some people listening, but it's not relevant. Yes, there's some perspective to be gained, but your continued misery is probably not going to help that homeless person or your unemployed friend. And also where you are is where you are and you need to honour that. This is your life, your circumstances. We can never know what other people are struggling with or experiencing and comparing yourself is not only meaningless but it might get you in the wrong frame of mind. Focus on yourself, not the homeless person or your boss or your partner, you. Ask yourself, what can I realistically change? What's feasible given my personal or family constraints? And that's what it comes down to. There's no judgment from me or anyone else around what you should or shouldn't be doing or feeling or whether you feel lucky or grateful. Everybody has a struggle. Everybody has sadness. Everyone has a thing that's not working out the way they want it to. Once you acknowledge that feeling, you can separate it out. So remembering that feelings aren't facts. Often feelings are just feelings and they're not indicative of anything more. And they pass just like the clouds in the sky. You don't even have to do anything. But if something keeps coming up and if it lasts a few months or if it's causing you anxiety or pain, then at that point they become legitimate concerns and... If you feel like you don't have the right to complain, you'll end up doing nothing. That anxiety and fear will or could ultimately paralyse you. And it might affect your performance at work, for example, or lead to health issues. So I've already said it's worth staying awake from comparisons because gratitude for your career includes the changes you need to make to sustain it now this is easier said than done and change doesn't happen overnight you don't stop being paralyzed or stuck and spring into action all sustainable change is incremental the first step is to acknowledge what's going on and that you do need to do something so this is moving away from well you know that homeless person to it's my responsibility to figure this out And understand that no major decisions are required right away. You have to just make a commitment to change and take that first step. And it can be a tiny step. So some examples could be, you know, sitting and asking yourself, does this really have something to do with my job or is there something more deep rooted going on? Do I need to see a therapist um, or perhaps a career coach? Doing a quick analysis of what's going on in your career and why you're feeling stuck. So often the primary reason driving job dissatisfaction isn't pay or lack of promotion, but actually it's a mismatch between your values and the type of work you're doing or the organisation. You could do some research, talk to people, tap into your network, and if that feels overwhelming, break it down into the smallest possible goal that you can handle. So for example... um, Every week for the next five weeks, I will reach out and have one conversation with a mentor or someone in my professional network about my career and how I might move it forward. You can seek clarity and insight with an open mind and give yourself a break over any and all emotions that you feel. So we're not um, saying to you, 
you've got to be perfect. In fact, progress is better than perfection, as I'm sure you've heard me say before, if you are a regular listener or reader of my blogs. Recognise that career change is a tough challenge for anyone at any age under any circumstance and your willingness to attempt it is courageous and brave. You'll need care and support during this time of deliberation and potential upheaval. And finally, remember there are no mistakes. The answers are in the process and they have nothing to do with your concerns about homelessness, world hunger or the unemployment rate. Stay away from the comparisons. Gratitude for your career includes the changes you need to make to sustain it. Thank you so much for listening today. Remember to leave any comments or questions and I will pop back and answer them. You can also join my LinkedIn group for live videos, webinars and wisdom from the rest of the tribe. And if you are struggling with those feelings of feeling guilty, um, for wanting more, but also feeling grateful for what you have, then please get in touch over at Your Time to Grow, where you can find information about the Career Circle, a mastermind group for women who are juggling work-life balance, trying to do it all, and ultimately choosing not to settle any longer. Join me back here next Tuesday for the next episode.